0: here again talking about the very brief but very important prayer from the lips of Jesus when his disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray this brief prayer that according to the survey a lot of us have memorized
1: yeah like 94 95 percent
0: yep um But really, when we go line by line, as you were talking about Sunday, and we'll spend a few weeks looking at the Lord's Prayer, Mm. um, a lot to impact and a lot to, Mm. um, you know, shape how we pray. So let's get into it. Uh, Talk about some of the aspects that you highlighted this uh, past Sunday, and then um, we'll get more specific with things.
2: Yeah, I think um, kind of going off of what we had said in a previous sermon, plus we'd highlighted and emphasize the structured praying, and so um, part of the intro there was, uh, and when you pray, say this. It's like this is what you should actually say, um, and then of course, obviously the, you know, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. That whole thing, like like mean it, you know, like um, exercise faith into it, and then expand upon it. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to help folks structure their prayer life and then fill it out. I, you, I said in, uh, I don't know which service I said this one in, um, they were a little bit different this week, <laughs> maybe a little bit more than than normally they're different, but um, that the Lord's Prayer is like the structure of a house and y- your life is lived inside the structure of the Lord's Prayer. And so learning to pray the Lord's Prayer. Love that. And um, so yeah, and then we, we also talked in the introduction about um, Kingdom praying versus communion praying, which is a really clarifying distinction that you brought up last week, Dave, that I wanted to keep emphasizing, and that there's two aspects of our prayer life with God that is very important, and and both need to be cultivated, and one is not better than the other, and the communion aspect is just being with God, like knowing Him, adoring Him, being grateful. Um... Yeah, going deep with God kind of relationally, and then kingdom is like asking, petitioning him for things. Um, And in a sense, we never get beyond either one of those. It's not like petitions is a lower form of praying or something. But this week, we really highlighted the fact, the communion relational side, because we looked at the first two lines of the Lord's Prayer, which are, our Father in heaven, which of course is not even a petition, it's a a address who we're speaking to, and it defines our relationship with him. And then hallowed be your name, which in a sense is a request, but it's kind of like an adoration at the same time. Like we want your name to be valued and praised and glorified. And so, um, yeah, so that was kind of the introduction and the the setup. And then we looked at, you know, a few things from our Father in Heaven, three things, you know, we looked at the metaphor itself, and then we looked at um, the uh, fact that it's our Father uh, and the addresses to him as our Father, and then the, our Father who's in heaven. And so, yeah, just a quick summary of that is, you know, the fatherhood metaphor is just deep, it's strong, it's super relational, obviously, of all the names that Jesus could have taught us to pray. This is the name, and and, and all the other ones are appropriate too. You know, it's not like they're mm-hmm. inappropriate, but he wanted his followers to learn to pray to God and relate to God in the same way that he did, and mm-hmm. touch on that in the Our Father second, in section in just a second. But... Um, yeah, and so the metaphor of fatherhood of being his, his care, his provision, his wisdom, his strength, his faithfulness, his authority, which is really important one that can be overlooked. You know, we don't, we don't, in a sense, want to highlight the compassionate, merciful nature of God and not bring into the equation how important it is as a father for him to, to, for, to distinguish for us, as all good fathers do, what is right, what is wrong, what is wise and what is unwise. And so learning to trust his authority. And then I said, maybe, you know, maybe the argument could be made that belonging is maybe the greatest aspect in this learning to pray to God as Father, that he belongs to us and we belong to him. The Our Father is an invitation from Jesus uh, for us not just to address God as Father, but as I just said a second ago, but to learn to address God as Father in the same way that Jesus addresses God as Father, which is profound. And, And that's the high priestly prayer. Which we've both touched on in, in yep. sermons, without even really talking about it, how important that is—that we would have the kind of relationship that we would experience this kind of oneness and union yep. with Christ that He also shares with the Father. Jesus says, "You know, I and them, and you and me, and you know, they and us." Like, so there's just kind of like we're caught up into the life of the Trinity, so to speak, yep. um, and that is learning to pray the Our Father that way where as followers of Jesus we're learning to relate to God uh in a similar way The you know maybe not the exact same way because Jesus is unique but in a very similar way uh that Jesus did which is profound and of course means progress and journey and growth and and all those things but and then the last one was our father in heaven which is kind of the ultimate father idea you know we I said that you know in the Lord's Prayer, a little bit later, it just the
1: one who is in heaven, the
2: one who is in heaven. So, like, so good, yeah. Like, we are also taught to pray, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, meaning mm-hmm. heaven is the prototypical society, right? That is ordered aright and the glory of God and all that stuff. And we want that ordered society to come down to our world. And so, Jesus is saying, Hey, our your father or our father the one who is in heaven is he's the ultimate father eventually this is a call it says that for those of us who have had wonderful earthly fathers they're not enough and then also for those of us who have experienced you know some real hurt and deep i mean those wounds can be very deep and we try to be sensitive to that that you will as you follow jesus you will experience ultimate fatherhood uh and because you are learning to address our father who is in heaven so um yeah, so that was the first line. And then the second line was, Hallowed be your name, which is a call. The first move of prayer is, in a sense, to get in touch with reality. Loved this. Uh, Pastor Tyler out of Bridget- Bridgetown Church yep. talked about this. And, you know, the first petition, so to speak, is an adoration. It's to reorient our lives mm-hmm. on the goodness and the glory of God. And I just loved it. It's, you know, circumstances certainly drive our prayer, but they, you know, they don't they shouldn't like dominate our prayers, maybe. We, they shouldn't shape our prayers, so to speak, as much as the first move that we learn to pray is to reorient our
1: hearts and on the value of God. It's like circumstances are the reality that we see mm-hmm. in natural eyes, and yep. prayer helps us put on supernatural, spiritual eyes right. to see a deeper reality taking place in those circumstances.
2: Exactly, and I, I made the comment like, you know, and this is true, like, when we share our pain and we're vulnerable with each other, people always say, oh man, we're being real. Mm. And then, you know, maybe sometimes Christians, well-meaning, but maybe they respond with a platitude or a cliche and maybe it's not the right time. So granted, but you know, God is good is real. Right. You know? And so maybe a Christian shouldn't say that right after you bear your soul and you're struggling the song, you know, but God is good mm. and God is great. And his plan doesn't change. Yeah. And so that is every bit as real as our pain. And even more so because the scripture says that his goodness and his glory triumph over evil and in this world you will have tribulation. That's real. Yeah. Real talk, as people would say. But then be of good cheer, which is the old King James translation, which I love, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yeah. Which is and so when you go into prayer, you're you're asking God, uh, to help you see his value, his glory, his wisdom. Um in your before you even ask any of the other things you know it's it's reorienting you it's compassing you it's it's putting you on the trajectory of the reality of god's presence and power
1: you even mentioned uh you know you brought back something that you said several months ago about the importance of learning to say abba in the midst of our pain oh yeah and so Mm -hmm. when you bring the circumstances that you're in and you you reshape you know, your view, your perspective based on the reality of God's holiness, his goodness, his glory, that's when you cry out, Abba, like you are the Father, the one who is mm-hmm. in heaven. You are good. You are glorious. You see this. You're aware. I mean, I love even thinking about there is a comfort. I, I, I say this often, but Spurgeon's quote, the sovereignty of God is the pillow in which th- yeah. the believer can rest his head at night. Mm-hmm. is so true. It's so true in my life. Mm-hmm. The fact that the all-powerful God and all-knowing God who knew the circumstance would arise before it did and had the power to stop it. The fact that he allowed it for reasons that I may not understand yeah. while I'm alive, you know, that, and the fact that he's good and glorious and my father can kind of r- begin to reshape my approach to him in prayer and learning to say Abba in the midst of that is so crucial. I appreciated you bringing that back up.
2: Yeah, I, I think the, you know, when when you start wading into some of those waters, you know, and you weren't saying this, a time principle is really important. You know, some people, I feel like they can get to that place easier um, than others at times, and, and maybe depending on what type of the trial it is or something. Um, so, you know, pastorally, Dave and I are not saying this is like like uh I'm snapping. I don't know if they can hear that on the <laughs> on the podcast, but like, it's not always this like massively quick process. I mean, you look at Job. I think you you see Job the first two chapters. You know, all the trials hit him, and then you see like 35 chapters of him just wrestling with the suffering and the difficulty. But in the end, he basically prays, "Hallowed be your name." I mean, you could summarize Job's—once he once he sees the glory of God, he basically says, hallowed be your name.
1: Okay, this is a good transition. So a mm-hmm. question then for you, because—so everything you just said, I agree with. And mm-hmm. you said on Sunday how—and we said this the week before, that the Lord's Prayer, I like how you just said it, is essentially the house in which we live in. Mm-hmm. And so it, like, stamps itself on all of our other prayers. And you said, like, on Sunday, when the disciples say, hey, Lord, teach us to pray, he didn't say, well, just speak from your heart. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which I saw, I have questions about that because Mm -hmm. I think for most people, maybe most, certainly a lot of people, it's kind of like, well, wait, wait a second, you know, isn't... If he's my father, isn't that good and necessary? Don't I want my kids to speak from their heart? You know, what do you do with pa- passages like Philippians 4? Don't be anxious, but in everything, with prayer and petition, bring your requests. To be God. That's mm-hmm. that's speaking from your heart. If you go to the Psalms before the Lord's Prayer, oh my goodness, certainly that's a pouring out from your heart, lamentations, etc., And Job, mm-hmm. you just mentioned, didn't start with, hallowed be your name. Now, right. he didn't have the instruction from the Lord. Sure. Um, and so what's the relationship there between being able to just kind of speak from the heart uh, and... And then, but also structured prayer that Jesus teaches us.
2: Yeah, that's really good. I think a couple of things. One, I would say, if if you're developing and growing in your prayer life, and you're building in the prayer, I mean, because I mean, yeah. these aren't just things we say; these are things that God hears, answers, and we change. We become yeah. different kind of people after praying this. And so, when I pray consistently, Hallowed be Your name, what's happening is that I'm becoming the kind of person that values the person and plan of God. Right over all the other affairs of my life so there's kind of in a sense there's a preparatory aspect and an ongoing progress aspect of that so that's really important to recognize that as we pray the lord's prayer we are becoming different people we are becoming like jesus who love him and trust him more and more so that that's one thing the second thing um about this is Yeah, uh, it's kind of like the analogy you used. Again, I'm not sure which sermon plus it was, but you talked about the freedom that we have as opposed to being restricted. Mm. The Lord's Prayer isn't meant to restrict our praying in the sense of, you know, like, choke it. But it is meant like, or I could use the analogy, if there's no gravity, you're not actually free. (laughs) You know, you're like just floating around. The, The Lord's Prayer brings some gravity to our lives, where we can actually get some traction. That doesn't mean we can't. And this is why I said in the sermon, it doesn't mean we can't pour our hearts out to the Lord. But we pour our hearts out to the Lord. Um, again, to use another metaphor, like a river, they need, you need riverbanks for it to do anything, to go anywhere. And so the, the in a sense the the fatherly care on the one riverbank is like, yes, yeah, say whatever you want because of your father and he loves you. But on the other hand, he is you know holy. Right. And so let these two things channel your pain and it will be used in a redemptive and productive way in the end and so this is where like learning to pray the Psalms even though the Psalms don't have the Lord's Prayer necessarily but as you look there they will be very honest very honest about unanswered prayer, very honest about their pain, very honest about seemingly God's absence and his lack of faithfulness to his promises. Like, there's the Psalms can be very, very, quote-unquote, again, real talk and vulnerable, but most of the Psalms, not all of them, but almost every single Psalm, eventually comes around to, well, praise the Lord. (laughs) Like, my hope is in the Lord. Like, God's going to do something. He will come through. Um Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I think even there you have an example of how those two things can go together. So
1: you have, I mean, if the Lord's Prayer is the house, then it's like, yeah, show your heart in the house. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Is that kind of what you're saying?
2: Exactly. And you know, be as you know, be as open and as free. Again, I said, don't tell. The bumper sticker theology thing was a little bit cheesy, but. You know, don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. It actually goes... You should actually do both. You should tell all of your problems to God. But in the end, you should tell, you know... Yeah, you should tell your problems how big your God is. So, and it's interesting where the Psalter ends, by the way. This was Eugene Peterson. He said this. This was so great. He's like, all prayer eventually ends in praise. Like, like all of the... You know, we often say you know you have done a lot of work in the psalms there's the whole human experience is in the psalter but then where does it end yeah it ends with triumphant praise yep. Psalm 150. and so ultimately you know it's like that's where all the prayer is getting to the prayers uh, will ultimately get to hallowed be your name
1: and and even in the psalms the language are is te- like oh, the complaining or the groaning or the lamenting mm-hmm. or the all that is tethered to the father in heaven and his holiness so because for example psalm 22 verse 1 and 2 my god my god why have you forsaken me why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning i cry by day you don't answer by night i find no rest mm-hmm. verse 3 yet you are holy yeah and thrown in the praises <laughs> yeah. of israel
2: right and you know like all of those things you know they kind of flow out of the frustrations and the grief is not because god hasn't promised us something as lewis says it's because he's promised us so much yeah like, he's he is our father.
1: That's so good. And so
2: it's like, if you are our father, then why am I going through this? Okay, well, I am going through this, but not my will, but your will be done, as Jesus was the example of. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm learning to trust and know my father, even in the midst
1: of it. It's even an act of, like, you've got to get me there. I love mm-hmm. that. Like, hey... You are a good father I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. This really stinks. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't feel like this is a consequence of my sin, my wandering. I feel like I'm doing the things I'm supposed to. It feels like other people are flourishing. That's mm-hmm. the Psalms too. Are free, you yep. forsaking me? It, but then you're going you're, you know, it's it's within the confines of saying but I know your will be done. Mm-hmm. So you've you've got to get me there. You've got to yeah. help me understand. You've yeah. got to give me strength to endure whatever.
2: That's good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, if I'm not ready to hear the truth, it doesn't make the truth any less true or even less helpful, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that's where, you know, like you mentioned, you know, the Psalms do seem to provide a great template for this where it is honesty and faith coming together, Yeah, which is, you know, what we want. You know, if if we want God to simply be somebody that we complain to, that's, that's not going to be healthy for us or, or right. you know, that's just not who he is and why he exists. And, and neither do we want him to be somebody who, you know, we recite cold truth to and not share how we are responding because, you know, this is the point. We want to be changed. We want to actually be responding differently, even though we don't necessarily mm-hmm. feel that. And so I, I think that really highlights the power of prayer. I mean, there's really nothing else that can there's nothing else that can do that, really.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would just emphasize again right here just the, the importance of preparatory nature. A lot of life is preparation. You know, learning to pray this and cultivating this in your heart and the heart of those who you love. Maybe if you're in a discipling relationship with someone right now, really honing in on this. It's so like, especially when people are new followers of Jesus, getting them to pray right away. It is as natural as breathing. People will pray but helping them in this way right away to prepare, like, okay, my prayers need to be oriented from the very beginning on the glory and the value and the trustworthiness of God as my Father. Yeah. And so I think it's just really important of, of the preparatory nature of that, because not all of life is crises all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? There, there is deep pain and suffering, and we're not minimizing that at all, but like... Not all of life is that way, and so a lot of preparation and cultivation and and spiritual formation goes
1: into the, the ways that we're, the rhythms
2: that we have that we talk about, so
1: yeah you you mentioned one of your closing thoughts was repetition leads mm-hmm. to formation yeah and that's kind of what you're after in the Lord's Prayer as well mm-hmm. Like it is it is forming you, it is shaping you. It is teaching you how to think and how to respond and how to react, which is so much of life right And so your prayers always having and, in and your life, your' thinking, always having an awareness of the Father in heaven, His holiness, your daily needs, Right, your need to forgive others, your need to be forgiven, your need to be delivered from the evil one, the, the abundance of temptations around, like all of the the Lord's kingdom and His will being done, mm-hmm. all of that being in your pocket, in in your heart, so to speak, is so necessary for you to continue to be f- formed into Christ.
2: Yeah, and it's like if you were to embrace something like you know you, it's you know we're recording this at five fifteen. I run into PM. S- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I, you know, have a situation come at home later this evening and I don't know what to do and something happened, it's like, okay, well, maybe I just recite the Lord's prayer as a quick prayer to him. It's like, you know, blah blah Okay. Confess your sin. You know, Lord forgives our sins. Oh, as we forgive. Oh, is there a forgiveness issue here? Mm. okay Lord help me you know mm. oh was there a temptation and so yeah it is the structure that we can kind of live in actually I only said it in one of the services and I, I really disappointed myself
1: Dan was disappointed too he told me this morning
2: <laughs> right but you know Dan's disappointed with me pretty regularly <laughs> no, I'm kidding what else is me it's, right? it's actually the exact opposite you're of. not you're not hitting his dandards <laughs> yeah. we oh. heard that this morning oh, <laughs> stupid no. um but you, you brought something and the reason because I, I wanted to affirm something that and reinforce in this practices series like you had kind of given us a threefold thing last week Dave so I did mention this in the 1115 so if you came 11 1115 you got it but um, you know begin the morning you know with kind of working through the Lord's Prayer you know whether it's reciting it or spending more time with it we certainly don't want to just say limit it to reciting it but like if you can spend time doing that time and space great and then we talked about um, renewing your mind and who you are in Christ maybe around noontime and then reciting a psalm at the end and like that that that's a great rhythm when you think about you know beginning your day and kind of going through your day of, with the Lord's prayer and letting it shape it um, and then at noon you know the whole our father thing is like renewing just, I'm a child of God that's my main identity you know that's really great and then as we've been working through here you know we just we just naturally brought up the psalms it's like the Psalms are the prayer book. You you do learn to pray, so it's like you're kind of adding some layers potentially to. Now, again, again, we're not mm-hmm. saying that. Again, obviously, this isn't the only way to ever do spiritual formation, but we're definitely encouraging it. Like it is a way, and that it can be very helpful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: and the idea of pouring your heart out, y- you know, for most Christians, I think they experience that through a lot of things that are written and created by other people. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, if a songwriter writes a song, he's probably having a really unique experience, Mm -hmm. and then they write that song, and then you hear the song, and maybe you have an experience where you're, like, pouring your heart out to God through that song or through a, mm-hmm. a text of scripture or through you know a poem or a book that you're reading and so it doesn't make you know the lack of spontaneity or the fact that that didn't even originate with you mm-hmm. doesn't make it any you know less powerful as a channel in which through which you can, Pour out your heart before the Lord. And so, you know, I I do think with, with prayer, there is, you know, there does seem to be a hurdle and and I think we would associate, or at least maybe a lot of people maybe associate some of those, like, I'm going to read this prayer out of a prayer book and pray that to God. It's like, well, what are, you know, is this like a high church or something they might associate with, you know, Catholicism or something like that, um, and so it seems like in particular prayer is something where where this is kind of like a, a hurdle?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just think it, it flows from kind of our just real emphasis on individuality in our culture. Like we have to be ourselves, you know, which is, you know, it's funny that that message gets pumped by Others telling us to be ourselves so is it less authentic because someone else told me <laughs> to be myself um how would i know
0: to be myself if somebody didn't yeah. tell me I was so i,
2: I think that you. is part of it and i also think a reaction you know again the kind of evangelical non-denominational church doesn't really have a lot of tradition you know we say the bible in the bible and it's like okay well, if well, then fine. Just just pr- start praying all the written prayers that are in the Bible. <laughs> we can okay. and, and if if you did all those, I'd be fine with that. Now there's a, there's a lot of other ways that, you know, you could be helped by the prayers of other people that are written down and other things like that, but uh, I again, I would be very comfortable with someone wanting to start there. You've got the Lord's Prayer and then you have all the Psalms, and you have all the prayers of Paul, and then you have all the prayers of the other epistles, and so it's like, yeah, you, you have a you have a litany of prepared prayers for you that will help you learn to pray and it will actually open you up to God um, in ways that are profound. And again, the Lord will hear those prayers and you will be changed. You will become more like Christ. You'll become more of a person of love.
1: I think sometimes, you know, I want to be careful here because the Lord, obviously we're each unique mm-hmm. and the Lord cares for us very much and what we're going through. And I, what a lot of people have to endure in this life is really terrible and horrible and a result of wickedness in this world and so without belittling any of that one of the dangers is to think that what we're going through like is so unique yeah and that can keep us actually from like using other prayers I and mean, mm-hmm. when, when we uh, the mm-hmm. communal aspect of our father yeah and you mentioned the first peter thing where it's like hey the same kind of sufferings are being shared among your brothers and sisters throughout the whole world mm-hmm. the devil is trying to like get them and mm-hmm. steal them and kill them and destroy them and he does it in mm-hmm. different ways with different lures and different tactics and it's been different in some sense in different generations but even when we went through hebrews we were talking about how like this this whole hall of faith is representative of there are there are people and stories and situations all throughout scripture that you can relate to. And so the Psalms give you language. Pauline prayers give you language. Jesus teaching us to pray is like, hey. And also Jesus himself, who is tempted like we are, yet without sin. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we're unique people, and there are nuances to our situations, but it can be an unhealthy thing to think that we're so, you know, this is such a unique situation that nobody else can understand. I mean, how many times do you hear that? Nobody else can understand. It's like act, the Bible wants to push against that. The Lord understands there are, there are testimonies and examples in Scripture, and so learn and, and take mm-hmm. these take these prayers upon you, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, yeah that's it, great.
2: It feels good to say at times nobody understands in, in, in some way to kind of like solicit kind of a, a compassion from the people who are listening to you. But in the end, that betrays you. Because no, not because then you're you. on an island and nobody can help you. It,
1: you have no help that right? Exactly. So,
2: and it's it's actually not completely true, as you said, because of our shared humanity, because of Jesus shared our humanity, and you know, because of the breadth of human experience, you know, people can understand mm. and so and can think empathize. Like, yeah, I think like Second Corinthians one, you know, the mm. comfort yeah. one another with the with same the comfort, comfort you that
0: you've been comforted. Yeah. It's like if I was, you know sick or dealing with something, you know, I might jump online, try to find an article, what to expect or something like that and you know, just to your point, there's lots of saints have gone before me and right. probably found words to say to God. Yeah. You know that would probably really help me. <laughs> yes. And I can start there and then I can go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a that's really That's a, a part
2: point. of the you mentioned there briefly, but Um, one of the things I didn't have time to get to in my notes, part of the Our Father is not just, again, like there's layers to it. One of the layers is, and I would say probably the primary layer, is Jesus saying, as my apprentice, I want you to learn to pray and therefore relate to God as Father in the same way that I do, hence Our Father. But there's also a group of disciples, apprentices around there. And so we're all praying our Father together. And so in that sense, not only are we not alone because of what Jesus has done for us and who he is for us, but also we are not alone. When we look across space right now and time historically, brothers and sisters have gone before us and and have paved the way and have learned to trust God in the midst of their suffering. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's not exactly the exact same thing as you Mm. because we are unique individuals. But there will be a shared experience there from which we can relate to, and from which we can be strengthened and helped and comforted.
1: And we're supposed to bear one another's burdens, right? And mourn with those who mourn. Mm -hmm. And so it it can be uh, like it can be a scheme of the devil, and like this going back to your old flesh nature to kind of just isolate yourself. Yeah. Uh, And I I think that the Lord's Prayer teaches us not to isolate ourselves. Even the Luke passage, it doesn't say our Father, mm-hmm. but the rest of the language is plural.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and then it also says, forgive us our it, sins, deliver us. Like ex- the whole, the exactly. whole thing has got definitely, you know, like everything else in Scripture, there's a beautiful balance between the individual connection that we have and the corporate reality that we have. We are, 1 Corinthians 12, we are members individually, but we are all part of the body, and you cannot, you know, You do either one of those two things, the extreme, and you're going to really find yourself in a very difficult place.
1: And so, because you mentioned, it's just so funny how selfish and self-centered I am. I'll say, rather than we as humanity, I'll just make it me. Because you mentioned the cosmic plagiarism on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what keeps us from Thanksgiving adoration is like, we just, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, I did that. I achieved it. I we want to take credit for it. I, I want to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. So I want to. Re- I want to remove you. No, you know, you and other people. I am. I am responsible, and I'm the one who achieved this goodness, this glory, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I. I want to isolate myself there. And then I'm like, on the suffering, nobody understands me, yeah. and I isolate myself there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so deep in us. And those I, so are I both
2: just, desires to be holy. By the way,
1: yep, yeah, that's really good. Hollow would be my name. And so uh, Jesus is like reaching into that mm-hmm. and trying to draw that selfish isolated mm-hmm. impure holiness yeah. out of us mm-hmm. and bring us into light and kingdom and god's glory and community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man,
0: it's good. Certainly with trying to break an addiction or something, you know, you're you join a group and you admit that you have the same problem as yep. <laughs> as the rest of the people mm-hmm. in the group. And mm-hmm. so that can be you know yes people are definitely unique um but someone probably has had the same thing that he, that you're struggling with mm-hmm. you, you know and so um right it, you know do we view that as a as a comfort or as something that you know robs us of our of our holiness which yeah um,
2: which again should. to dave's point i got we want to be really careful like I again mean, the difficulties and the pain that people feel in the moment and how you say those i don't want to be like job's friends but like scripture you know, there's nobody in this room immediately that's like going through this. So we're just trying to, like, in a sense, this is all preparatory. But First Corinthians says there is no temptation that has come to you that is not common to man. But God is yeah. faithful, and yeah. He will make a way out. And so I think, you know, we need to we need to Im, uh, you know kind of imbibe and then embody this idea that we are not alone. We pray our Father who is in heaven for Jesus' sake and for the sake of the body. So it's good.
1: I think at the very least the encouragement, you know, to the listener today is to say you can find great comfort in the fact that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm even in my head, I'm thinking of like you know half a dozen of the toughest situations of people I know in my life right now. And I'm, I'm like, I feel that I feel that in my gut, mm-hmm. in my heart right now. And yet if, if they were sitting in front of me right now, I'd say, I would listen, I'd mourn. Like I would, I would just, maybe I wouldn't say anything, but at some point if they, if they were asking it would be like, Hey, you know what will help? Like what will be good is to keep yourself in community mm-hmm. and this kind of prayer, remembering that, you know, of all the names God has in scripture, I love that you said this, Jesus tells him to call us to call him father. When mm-hmm. you go to him in prayer. You know, call, him, call him Abba, mm-hmm. call him dad, call him father, and he is the one who is in heaven, so he's got power, he's got knowledge, he's got wisdom, you know, he's looking at, he, he's glorious, he's good, and then I love this about the Lord's Prayer, we haven't gotten into it yet, but when you come to the, when you look at the structure, you think like we're coming to the Lord with our supplications, like what what we want what we desire what we think we need but actually there's something that's happening in reverse where you get to see what the lord desires in the mm-hmm. lord's prayer mm-hmm. because it's like okay he wants you to come here's what the lord desires and tell me if this encourages you in whatever circumstances you come to the lord he wants you to call him father mm-hmm. he wants you to remember that he's in heaven <laughs> he wants you to remember that his he is good mm-hmm. and he is worthy of glory and he wants that glory to magnify throughout the earth He wants his kingdom to come and his will to be done in your life and on earth where you live right now. Mm -hmm. He wants to meet your needs today. Mm -hmm. He wants to forgive you today. He wants you to forgive those around you Mm -hmm. today. He wants, he doesn't want you to be led into temptation. He wants you to be able to escape and he wants to deliver you from the evil one. Like the Lord's prayer, we come to him and it's his, it's his desires for us. Mm -hmm. You get to hear the father's desires for you. And tell me that that doesn't encourage you in your circumstance.
2: It certainly does. I'm encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to this idea of kingdom practices, we've been saying that, you know, kind of based on the definition of Henry Nowen, like it's creating time and space so that we can hear the loving voice of the Father over right. us. Right. And so, again, this is where, this is not legalism. Like saying and encouraging us to get with the Lord three times a day is not I mean, it could be. You could turn it into something like that, but that is definitely not our heartbeat. That's definitely not the heartbeat of Jesus. But to pray this over and over again and be formed by this prayer is an invitation to experience the love of your Heavenly Father. And so, you know, we just want to keep encouraging you and reminding you of this, that, you know, to develop this practice of prayer um, more and more. And again, wherever you're at, from, you know, I said in the service, you know, whether you're seeking, you know, Or whether you've been a Christian for three minutes, I think I said, or maybe three days or whatever I said, or thirty years, you know, just seeking to grow in this experience of following Jesus and learning to know God as Father and you know, orienting our prayers for his glory. You know, we you know, ask anything in my name and I will give it to you. You know, that's been confusing for some people at times. It's like, see, is it less like blank check? It's like, well, no, because the first move of prayer is orienting my heart on the glory in right. the name of God. Right. And so it's not just like well whatever I want God is going to give me. It's like I'm my, I'm becoming the kind of person right. I going keep saying this who wants the things that God wants. That's what I'm praying first for myself is that my heart would be oriented to your glory and that my will would be f- shaped and fashioned after yours. Yes. And then as I'm praying, it's like once once I've been oriented in that way then the generosity and the wisdom the goodness and the power of god flows into my life through praying um and asking him for these things so um yeah so highlight from this week you know is was just you know god as father learning to pray to him as abba in our pain and having our hearts oriented uh to his glory and his name in our prayers uh as the first move of our prayers
1: and maybe before you even move on at the end of this episode just stop where you are pull over the car and put your phone down for a few minutes and just pray the lord's prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> amen yeah uh
0: so we are going to be having some other conversations come out this week oh yeah we'll be talking to some I can't wait for this other leaders in our church members of the shepherding team yep. elders deacons deaconesses uh and specifically on that last part You know, wanting to really get some helpful ideas out there as far as to how to move forward. You know, it's hard maybe on Sunday morning. You know, you're trying to, you know, provide some application, even conversations like this. But, you know, as you said, people are all over the place in their experience of this. Even in the whole 30 years, three days, three minutes Mm -hmm. type of thing. So we're going to get to hear from a bunch of folks, some who have... You know, people are all over the map. Struggles, strengths, weaknesses, uh, and we're going to talk through some of those things. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah, for sure. And just you know, you move in and out of certain rhythms and seasons of your life. It's like okay, I look back and there was a season where the Lord really used this particular practice in a really powerful way. And it's like, oh man, maybe I could pick that back up again in a way that would be fresh and, and invigorating. Or it's like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, the the prayer one, as you already mentioned, of I remember you, Dave, you saying this. The prayer one is kind of like. Uh, it's like the, I don't know, it's kind of like the ultimate practice. <laughs> it's ingrained in every other practice. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like I ought to be praying every day. I don't know if I could fast every day of the rest of my life. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so the, obviously there's. You can't
1: Sabbath every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So prayer is different. And what that's also cool about prayer, uh, we haven't said this about it yet, is like every Christian can do it. Yeah. You don't need like. A spiritual it's interesting that prayer isn't listed as one of the gifts of the spirit because that's for everybody young or old like we can all pray and so the, in that sense this practice is kind of paramount among the other practices
1: if i can give a plug uh, i'm assuming dan this episode is going to come out before the other i would assume so as okay well. It, Your call. I just, I just really want to encourage folks to listen. I mean, we just talked about you know the whole tendency to feel like you know no one understands things like that with questions. That's part of the reason why we are doing this. I mean, we we yeah. have taken and summarized you know I don't know how many questions there were thirty to forty responses of questions and extra thoughts and we've summarized them into three or four categories and brought them together in overview questions and we're bringing in men, women, older, younger different jobs different experiences in life different sufferings and experiences different denominations and backgrounds and heritage and we're going to be sitting around in a room going through this question so it i I think it's just going to be super helpful and uh, will probably be worth uh, your time to give it a listen here later this week Mm -hmm. all right be on the lookout for that